listening to Nightlight. And yes, you're listening to Nightlight. Nice to have you with us for a very inspiring program because I have with me Larry and Sally Jelvik. They've come back from a furlough in the United States of America. This program was recorded live on my Sunday morning live show called Get Activated. Get Activated! Nice to have you guys back. Thank you. Thank you very much, Simon. Good to be back. Good to see you again. When was it you actually left? Well, the last time was it last, the last June? Yeah. yeah, June. But we figured three or four months. But that changed when we got back to America. We we got into the miracle part of this, okay, over in America. America needs God so badly. I mean, so badly. What once was a godly country is now turning their face away from God. And so anyway, we stayed there and we watched miracles. Uh, there was other things, but uh, we stayed there for a long time this time. But we're trying to get back on track. We only mm-hmm. want to be there in America three, maybe four months at a time. And then, of course, the rest of the time of the year here, like nine months here. Right. Well, whilst in the States this time, Larry produced an album of his greatest hits. And we'll play at least a few of them on the program today. Here's the first one. It's called He's Coming Back. Someday, 
Larry Jelvik with a remix of his song He's Coming Back and I think don't you feel the same Larry and Sally something in the spirit that you feel that the signs of the times they're they're really intensifying more than ever before we all as Christians we feel this like you're saying Mm -hmm. we feel something's going on in the spirit yes it's good to know these things in the spirit Mm -hmm. Uh, but even the you know of course the disciples said that he's coming back you know today or tomorrow but God says the word Jesus said that we will know even more mm-hmm. as the time comes, and that's what I believe we're feeling right, as right, Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the movements of the demonic things that are going on in this world—horrendous, horrible things. Horrible. I mean, in America, the leadership is turning their backs on God. Is it just horrible? If they ever, if they um, ever, <laughs> yeah. Had their front yeah. <laughs> towards God in, yeah. the, in the first Maybe place. Maybe the I founding mean. fathers, but... Well, mm. the founding fathers, of course. Mm. You know, that's why we have a... Uh, and I still say a Christian-based country. Right. I don't care who's in leadership right now and whatever they're saying. Mm. I don't believe it. Uh, our president said that this is not a Christian country. How dare... How can he say that? Uh-huh. Why would he, someone say that? Nobody. He hasn't taken a poll or anything. <laughs> if you take a poll, you'll find out that there's a lot of people that say, I believe in God, uh-huh. and I believe this is a Christian country. When 9-11 happened, mm. a lot of people rose up in the mm-hmm. name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when things happen, of course, we do Good beg God. God to come back again. Mm-hmm. We repent and those things, of course. I don't know what's going to happen to make America turn around, but... Uh, Something's wrong, really mm-hmm. deadly wrong, and uh, our leaderships can lead us into, mm-hmm. I mean, the wrong places. Right. I mean, things can come down, you know. Going back to the states mm-hmm. intermittently, uh, you must be aware, maybe, of the yeah. of how things have changed since you were there last time. Yeah. How things are going. Yeah. There. So, yeah. what do you notice actually? Like, what, the, what what stands out to you? Do you know what, Simon? I mm. I've sensed this all the years I've been coming to to Uganda is immediately when I am in Uganda I feel the freedom mm-hmm. to speak yeah to there's people. freedom here freedom right. yes it's just open. we go to people and this is what kind of what I wanted to talk about today with yeah. you if, if you allowed me to speak about love yes okay you know it's interesting the teachings that we've been listening to lately mm-hmm. before we came to Uganda mm. Jesus said to go out basically what he says to go out into all the world and preach the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ now what is that love that's mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. to go out and love right. the people right love them yes. okay, how do we love them mm. go into a, a brick building and just sit there and praise God Sunday morning mm-hmm. How do we love these people that are out in the highways and byways? How do we love them? And we've been given examples of such big giving lately mm. by these preachers that have been be- rising up. These, right. I believe, last days. Uh-huh. They're making things right. They're rising up. And they're rising up from really bad backgrounds. Like one right. is, his name is Todd White. Uh-huh. Ten years ago, he got saved. Yes, but before that, he was such a drug addict and a thief, mm. and you name it. He was he was those things. Mm-hmm. But when God made Himself real to this man, He went a hundred percent. He did not go like fifty or sixty percent. He went right. all the way. He he found he could not even read. Wow. Uh, he's a thirty-five-year-old man at the time when he got born again. He because he couldn't 
understand what he was reading. There was something wrong with his uh, thinking pattern, you know, with his brain. He, he could he could pick it up and then he'd lose it. So he said, why, why read? Mm-hmm. But he started reading when he got born again, the mm-hmm. Bible. And he's never been to a, a Bible institution or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He has come up. He went to the Bible. Wow. And he has believed the Word of God. Now, he's been other other people that have taught him things, but... In love, the love that the the message is. How do we? What are we supposed to do? And it says to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's basically you're speaking of his Jesus love. Mm. Love these people. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters how we uh, get from God this love and then give it out to all these other people. Mm-hmm. We can give. It says that's what Jesus did. He, he God did. God mm-hmm. so loved the world that he gave. Now, that's our example. God so loved the world that he gave. Well, Simon so loved the world that he gave. Larry so loved the world. Sally, yeah, money, food, prayer, stopping in the middle of the street and praying for people wherever you go. You're not an evangelist. You're a life person living it out. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. When we when we watch Jesus uh, in the Bible, what he what he does and what he where he goes and how he does it, it's a very perfect example i mean wherever he went he spoke into people there's this uh scripture it says heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out demons freely you have been given freely give now that's not uh jesus asking us he's telling us that's that's going out into the world all the world and preaching the gospel it could mm-hmm. be next door mm-hmm. it could be to america but it could be there's so many other countries Mm. yes america needs it but so do all those hundreds and hundreds of other countries they need the gospel preached to them Mm. they need that love and so what we've been doing is we've been going out like when we came back here now you're talking about the mama was talking about that freedom that's what all of a sudden just kind of popped here that's why i started Mm -hmm. talking but the freedom to speak here is so open you can feel Mm. it Mm -hmm. and i don't care where i'm at i'm at quality and I sense God telling me, pray for that woman, there's something wrong. And I look into her eyes and I say, what's wrong? Hmm. And they go, oh, uh, you know, it's just they don't really come out, you know. We, we've, we don't speak of things. And I say, the best thing that I've ever said to anybody in prisons or what, do you know that Jesus loves you so much? Because see, nobody told me that, Simon. Uh-huh. Nobody told me that Jesus loved me. I don't remember a Christian telling me that. Mm-hmm. But people need to know this. People need to know that Jesus loves them. And they will say, lots of them will say, yes, I know. And I say, well, you know, he wants the best for you also. The best for you. Mm-hmm. And and then and then you say, let me pray for you. And then by that time, you get a sense of whatever the prayer is about. Mm-hmm. God will show and reveal, and then you pray into them and speak into you. Grab their hand. Just grab their hand. And I'm telling you, it conquers the devil. He can't stand that. He, he's got to go mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. But those are the things in love that we have to do. We have to go out in this world and do those kind of things. It doesn't matter where we go. When we sense, it says we don't have to be led. You see? Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel led. It says Go. And so what does that mean? Go out there and start speaking and preaching and and praying and and speaking the healing. Amen? Mm -hmm. Speaking the devil to get out. Amen? Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's on the streets or in the store or your next door neighbor or or, uh, in the prisons like we go to. And we're going to speak healing. God told us, you know, you don't have any gold or silver to buy that medicine. And I'm going, my heart's getting crutched by that. No, we don't. We are broke. We don't have money. I mean, there's thousands of people here. We could buy for maybe a hundred that week, that Friday. And then God says, I don't have any silver and you don't have any gold. What do you have? What can you give them? And I went to that scripture, of course. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus Christ, be delivered. We can speak those things into them. Amen? Mm-hmm. And that's where we're getting stirred up, right there. <laughs> that's my husband preaching, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we got a lot Before more time for a lot more preaching. <laughs> Nightlight's interview of the week. 
with Sally and Larry Jelvik. Any other outreach plans that you guys have? We yes. want to kind of do outreaches in the villages. We have yes. uh, young people singing, Larry singing. You uh, know, we uh, want to do that kind of outreach. It's yes. interesting when you yeah. go out somewhere far, like mm. Nasha. Yeah, we're going to go. They've never seen a white person before. They've never seen white. <laughs> and that astonishes me because, you know, I'm from America and everybody's mixed different colors. All the colors in the it's rainbow are there. Bali, you know. Yeah, and, and so you have friends that are all different colors, you know. I mean, there's even different colors of white. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they never seen a white person. Uh, and so we didn't know how it was going to affect us. Well, we went, Mama said, let's go. And so anyway, I finally agreed. We had to have money to do it, though. You know, finances are really, a, they can hinder you. But uh, God gets the door open. So we went. And when we got there... It was wonderful. It was awesome. The people were so receptive. They knew God was going to do something. They knew it. Mm -hmm. Their their faith was strong. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, there's a lot of witchcraft there and all that stuff, but still the Christians that got together were probably at least 40%. They came together. All that to say, these people that were Christians there took us in and they believed. And everybody that got in the line of healing got healed healed. There were people with malaria got instantly healed. People that could not walk got instantly be able to walk. People that had demons in them were cast out. You see? And others got born again. There was this line that went out when that first man was healed of his malaria and his deathbed. That line grew and it went out into the bush. That was so amazing to see. Instantly after that man got healed and my jaw was down here when the man got instantly healed. I mean, even me. I said, what just happened? And the man's jumping around and he's saying, Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he's running around and everybody's yelling and screaming and thanking Jesus for his healing. And that line comes in like this. It forms and goes way out into the bush. I'm going, well, we are having services. <laughs> mm. And all those people in that line got victory got wow. saved born again healed we had people miles away we had people coming to it couldn't walk they were walking now and they walked to the next place we went to wow it was miles away said remember me i'm the woman that could not walk i'm going oh my goodness she says yes i've come all the way from that other place where we were you remember me i go yeah yeah i am walking now Right. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. And that's what God wants us to do today. Same thing. Manifestations. The healing power of God.
under my feet. He's 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 under my feet. You really uh, know how to rock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hallelujah. Right. Jesus is the rock. Amen. Right, right. That's the background you came from, right? You were all like a rock, <laughs> rock and roller. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, uh, 13, 12, something like that. I got playing guitar, and I got taught that you should talk this way. And I got talking. I got uh, uh, music was just uh, my background anyway. Uh-huh. My grandmother was a concert pianist. My mother was a pianist, and my grandmother bought my first guitar uh-huh. when I was 12 or 13. She bought this guitar, and uh, the, prior to that, there was, uh, you know, some other instruments like for the band mm-hmm. that never worked out. But when that guitar got in my hands, that was that, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. I rocked out. The Beatles came in '63. Yeah, yeah. I was 12 years old, and I just followed suit. Uh-huh. I rocked. London rock, American rock. Right, right. And then uh, then Jesus rock in 77. Uh-huh. Jesus rock then. I noticed that your songs are quite simple in that they are yeah. repetitive. They get across a simple message or yeah. idea or verse and you repeat so that it will really stick in yeah. uh, the people who hear it. All right? the worship songs are that way. Mm-hmm. One day I just, the first church I was in, I said, I've got to find out what the other churches are doing with music. Mm -hmm. And it only took a couple of churches, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, make it simple. Mm -hmm. I don't want them trying to remember words and trying to remember words. I want them to get into worship. Mm -hmm. And and so after that point, I've tried to make anything I write simple. Mm -hmm. I try to make it simple. Mm But there's some songs I, I've written I, I can't even believe I wrote mm-hmm. because it doesn't even seem like me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to give it to the Lord, you mm-hmm. know, those because some of those things seem ingenious and where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Not you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, while well, we were home this year, he, he really, this last year, he's really been looking up his old songs mm-hmm. and refreshing and, wow. and redoing them. Super, and he's just had a good time. Uh-huh. He things he didn't even remember. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get in those old things that you right, had, right, and you right. didn't even. There were so right. many songs I wrote. Oh, I didn't. Goodness. I lost half of them. Yes, yes. And you don't. You don't think about them. Then there's some songs that just go to Jesus. Right. Yeah. They never work to go on the radio. Yes. They're just between you and him. And yes. Uh, there's well, one song I wrote. It's ten minutes long. So mm-hmm. I haven't yet finished it. But that's a worship song, uh-huh. and it's just worshiping God through all that. And really, how do you worship God? You're thanking Him. Uh-huh. That's how you worship Him. You just thank Him over and over again. Mm-hmm. And see, it doesn't get tiresome if it really is coming from your heart. Mm-hmm. You can thank Him for a couple of hours of sitting, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just get lost in, in God. Just get away from everything else and, and just be with your God and just get lost and thanking Him. Just thanking Him. 
Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many things to be grateful for, but there's so many things that are happening and yet to happen. And I, you know, you can thank him for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I feel all right when I'm listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. Sally, uh, you've been quite quiet. Um, um, anything, <laughs> anything on your heart to share? Yes, I just, I wanted to share with people about how God provides, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how He provides for us. You know, Larry and I sold everything when we came to Uganda in 2008, and we basically just have little boxes here and there, <laughs> and and sometimes we don't know where we're going to live when we go home and sometimes we do this year we have actually know where we're going back to which is unusual so you don't have a house we don't have a house we gave that up in 2008 Gosh. we sold it all uh -huh. we sold everything we had you guys it was such an awesome feeling people thought we were crazy yeah <laughs> we had a big garage sale and uganda doesn't know what garage sale it is but it's all your stuff yeah she was selling my snap-on tools for 25 cents each <laughs> he was crying Anyway, I was crying. Yes. Anyway, so you know when you do that, it's it's a, a step of faith. Mm -hmm. And I knew God said it to me because I'd always had my own home, you know, had everything. Wow. And He said, "Are you willing?" And I said, "Yes, Lord." I just said, "Yes, Lord." I didn't know where I was going, but I. <laughs> and I said, "Yes, Lord." Where do you say that to you at? That was in our home when we lived in our home and we sold it. And then right after that, it was just a step-by-step. Step. You know how he does step-by-step, mm. step, you know? Step-by-step. Step. And then when he said, we were renting a home, and he said, now guess where you're going? And I knew it right away when Mike Willemson asked us to go. Mm -hmm. I knew right away. Larry didn't know right away. He had to have a dream no, for I, God to tell him. <laughs> I, I told him no. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to know how Africa. I know what I know what Africa's like. Uh, I did not know what Africa was like. But anyway, so what I want to share is how God provides. So every year I just watch his mighty hand. You know, where he puts us, where we stay, who we stay with. I, I'm just not our family. We haven't lived with our family. People oh. invite us. Mm -hmm. So this year, you guys, we're staying at this place that, that it's one of our board members and they, they were our young people in, in, in church, and so they're mm -hmm. married, and they have kids, and they always say, Come on, Mom. Come on, Dad. Come on. You can stay here. So then I wanted to kind of live in my hometown, you know, Darrington, because that's where my girl oh. is that's in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. But I said, Okay, Lord, I'm far from there, you know. And all of a sudden, we went to church there, and the pastor said, I have someone I want you to meet. And I said, Okay, so Papa and I went to dinner that day at this home. And these people, now you, this just makes me cry when I talk about it. <laughs> because in 2008, they, this, this couple were missionaries. She had been a missionary in Africa, West Africa. And then they became, they met on the Mercy Ship. She's from Holland and he's from America. And they started missions in Mexico. Then God told them, you go home to America and you build homes for missionaries to live. Mm. God built me a home in my hometown. Oh. He built me a little apartment wow. in my hometown, five miles from my daughter. Wow. And when I went to that church, they, we went out to this place. It was right by the river. Mm. And Papa and I, we never, we always live with people. We'd never mm -hmm. had our own little apartment. You know? Right, right. And I said, Lord, they started building those apartments when I, the first year I came to Uganda. Mm -hmm. And they were first just. Year we came. Yeah, we came. I came with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Lord, how could you? You are so amazing to me. Wow. It's free. Wow. We live there free. I said, Lord, they they fed us. You know, they would give us meals we would eat with them. She was a nurse, like me. And so uh, she was only 45, though she was young. And she um, she would counsel us. Yeah, she'd speak into us. And you know, we needed that. Mm -hmm. God 
we have come more free mm. this year, Simon, because God ministered wow. to us. We lived there six months mm-hmm. free. Wow. Yeah. And I said, dear God. So I just want to encourage people, you know, we can live by faith. Yes. But and God knows everything anyway. We can watch what he can do because he'll do it mm-hmm. when we trust him. I was putting down the guitar. I wasn't playing it no more. Mm-hmm. And she saw that. God spoke to her about that. The woman Mm -hmm. at the... And then she counseled me and said, you pick that guitar up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are not finished. You are a long ways from being finished. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have that whatever anymore. I Mm -hmm. I was... You know, we get to that place where we feel like we're just torn down Mm -hmm. and broken. and, And there's other ones playing guitar and there's other younger people. And you start getting that thought like that. You got to rebuke the devil. So I got, I have to tell you a good one. Okay. This woman, we didn't know her, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the luncheon. We go to the luncheon. And she says, we didn't talk about it that time. The next time we meant to move into the house, she told us something. She said, when I seen you, I knew you. I said, you knew us? She said, Yes. When we came back from Mexico, we had a very terrible thing happen. And it was to their little girl. And she said, I came back to the U.S. very angry at God. And she said, I went to the church where Larry and you were playing music. And she said, I knew Larry when I seen him. God used him to heal my heart. And so what I want to say is, you know, God wants to heal us through music. I know that. And he said, you know, me as a nurse, I just want to give medicine, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so God says, "Uh, why don't you try me? Just try, Sally. Just let's worship and and lay hands on people and watch what God's going to do. He's going to do powerful and mighty things. Yeah. And that woman testified you know, and began a work in us that stirred us. We don't know how much God uses us. You know, I, I wouldn't have known that for mm-hmm. a million years. But she spoke that into me. She mm-hmm. she confessed it and spoke it into me, mm-hmm. saying that you were the one that God used mm-hmm. to make me break mm-hmm. and get past this thing. Through worship. Mm-hmm. And he said, I did not go there for the word. I did not go there for this and that. I went there for the worship. And the worship broke. This is why it's so important to have those radio stations here that we speak to these people daily, at night. They need to hear. That's what we were talking about earlier. They have to hear. They have to hear the word. The only way they hear the word is to speak it out to them so they can hear it. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I started, I picked up my guitar and I started playing again. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote some brand new worship songs that were elongated, but we were worshiping God because of what he had done. And mm-hmm. you know, there was nothing else to do but worship him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm enjoying, but getting, you know, the Lord said to me a long time ago, die in the harness. <laughs> That's the way to go. So what does that mean? I don't know. But 100 years old you might be, I don't know. But you're preaching and then the last breath comes or whatever. Uh Or you're speaking on the radio and the last breath comes. Uh And they carry you out. So what? You spoke that last thing. You kept going. Uh And you're 100 years old. You keep going, eh? You keep speaking Jesus. You keep telling them about his love. And you keep loving them yourself. Mm -hmm. Amen. Did you know you can listen online or download your favorite nightlight shows as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at Radioactive Productions? Visit our website today at radioact.org. Larry, time for another song? The one is a a country song. Right. And it's called One More Day. And we think we have to give something up when we come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We think that there's so many things in the world that we want to keep, you know, that are good to do. And so we go, well, give us another day, Lord. And that day will never come. It just never comes. Then, Because the next day you'll say the same thing. Well, how about another day? How about one more day, God, before I come to you? I know you got things for me to do, but I'm having fun here. Uh-huh. That kind uh-huh. of thing. Yes. 
And so it's just, it's kind of like a uh, looking at yourself and going, okay, am I doing this? Yeah, a lot of us are doing that. I was doing it, and that's why I wrote the song. Well, that's uh, a sad story. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Procrastination. Like if the it devil, and that's one of his uh, main weapons that he uses. I think if he can't stop you from, you know, being a Christian, um, he can try to delay you really doing anything meaningful for the Lord. Right? Yeah. He will put off till tomorrow yeah. the things that um, you could be doing today. And well, I, I also had the experience of people trying to lead people to the Lord. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm not good enough yet. Mm -hmm. And I said, that isn't how it works. Right. You know, he's the one that'll make us good. We just have to come as we are, right? Right. Simon, just as we are, we come. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right. The Lord says, come as you are. So that doesn't mean that you do all these things first Mm -hmm. so you can be Uh clean and better. Uh Because nobody can do that anyway. No. Uh-uh. You have to have Jesus Christ to do that cleansing. Right. That's, that's yes. what his blood yes. covers us. Yeah. So he says to come as we are. So 
I've seen, and I've seen this, I've seen drunk people become completely sober. Mm. They come into, you know, to knowing Jesus and they become completely sober like yeah, that. Yes, yeah, drug addicts too, right? Drug addicts. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that. Mm. And now I'm hearing Muslims. Thousands yeah. upon thousands of Muslims are coming to the Lord. Yes. They just, boom, they're coming as they are. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. My Bible's just Bible. open, isn't it? And it uh, looks like you're, you're something to share. Psalm, Psalm 91. 91. Yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to share um, God's protection in the midst of danger. Uh, he doesn't promise a world free of danger, Mm-mm. but he does promise his help whenever we face danger. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, you know, I shared a little bit about my daughter and I kind of promised I'd yes. maybe just give you a little, right. I thought I'd give you a little test, taste and a little mm-hmm. update Mine and Larry's daughter was injured um, two years ago in a in, in a car wreck, and we were here in Uganda. And that's why just we in May two years ago. That's why we left so quickly that that, that yes, last time and yes. stayed gone for quite a while. So it was just a, a miracle. All of it was a big miracle. But just to kind of give you an overview, she um, she was driving coming home at night from work, and she uh, bent down to plug in something cell phone her cell phone and she it was only like two miles from home Mm. and she kind of went off a little bit and then she when she looked up and seen she was off she turned it quick you know Mm -mm. and when she did that it was a little car like a a honda she oversteered and it just flipped flipped the car well she didn't have her seatbelt on so she flew out the side window of the car and landed going, you know, 55, 60 miles an hour. I don't know how fast that is, in, you know. <laughs> but going pretty good speed. Probably 80, 90 kilometers. And she flipped and it flew. She flew out and landed out in the bush, you know, because there's trees and bushes and everything where we live in America. And she's alongside of the road and she says, Mom, I'm just praying. I was just praying. But the amazing thing is she did not have a head injury. You know, usually if you fly out a window and land out there somewhere going that fast, you hit your head. You know, that's the major problem with, you know, that type of accident. No head injury. She she knew everybody. She knew everything. And she was praying that someone would see her because it was dark, you know, and but someone seen her headlights. And so she she said she she heard someone coming out. And so she was saying, help, help, because she wasn't in the car, you know. And she said it happened to be somebody she knew. And he, she gave her husband's phone number, and she, and he called her husband. And then he came right away before the ambulance come. Her husband got there. So the amazing part was the next day when they all were gathered at the hospital. I wasn't there yet. Her husband, when he got into the, he, 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 he turned around and took a picture with his cell phone. Of the accident and as he turned around then jumped into the ambulance so he didn't look at the picture but the next day his mama was looking and said you better look at this picture and you can see an angel wow. over the top of the uh, high a big and it's a human face you know it's big like the size of a tree but it's a human face and it's obviously an angel above her in that and i i just said lord you are so good you tell are them so about good. the miracles the ongoing miracles just ongoing they told us she would never walk that she was paralyzed from her waist above her waist down and now she walks with a walker she still is in a wheelchair but she can walk a long ways with her walker but they said she'd never feel her legs never again feel or, anything or the part. only thing she doesn't that, feel that she does is feel. her feet she can't feel her feet. Sometimes she feels her feet too, though. Yeah, so it comes and goes. You know, it's like uh, continued but prayer, healing. So, How do you call that? <laughs> yeah, and she's come so close to the Lord through all of this. You We're know? believing that she will come to uh, yeah. Africa. Yeah, she wants to come. Wow, and there's another dimension to the story, isn't there, Larry? How this helped to heal your relationship with her. 
there was no relationship between her and I because I became the new husband. And uh, and she was she, 13. She was praying for her dad to come back. And then, so it's, you know, it's, I can understand. She was very bitter and anger and, and angry. And she, I wasn't there. I could walk in a room and I was not there. And so a protection, you know, on my side, I just go, well, okay, fine. And so that went on for many, many years. 16, how many years? 17 years. Yeah. 17 years. And after the accident, we got back that last time and we, uh, because of her. Uh, you know, what, what was really awesome too was all her girls, she has three girls, all of her girls were so loving to me and saying, oh, thank you so much for t bringing her mom back and, and doing all of this after that accident, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that was really, you know, I just felt like I was part of what's going on there. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me a few days later after she got back home, a few weeks later, I should say a month later. Uh, she, the Lord said to me, go and uh, get some oil and, and pray for her healing. And uh, at the time they were thinking about, they wanted to take her foot off. Yeah, that was the... And so it was pretty hard. It was pretty bad. When the Lord said that, I go, well, I have to have confirmation on that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, I asked Sally to just call instead of going over, call and see if she wants me to pray for her. If this is from God, it'll happen. And sure enough, she said, you know what? I'd be pretty stupid not to get prayer. And that's, that's what she said. And I was like, yeah. okay, let's go. So I sat down and we were sitting there and we were talking. I was explaining how I felt the Lord showed me how, you know, what happened. He told me what to do. And she started uh, breaking down. And uh, it was very touching. And I said, can I pray for you now? And uh, we laid hands on her and prayed for her, and I'll tell you what, you're right. It wasn't just a, it was, it was healing everywhere, all directions, and mm -hmm. our relationship after that was, was fine. Yeah. I mean, she received me now, and I don't have no, you know. The, I, that week, the doctor said, we are not going to take your foot off. That was the amazing thing. It has thing. healed enough, because she had diabetes too, mm -hmm. see, And so. they, they even said that, uh, yeah. we're going to start getting her to walk. I mean, it was a whole that different ball game after that. very week, you know, oh. so it was that sign to her that, mm -hmm. you know, that forgiveness, was... you know, she forgave him through all of that. Yeah, you know, through forgiveness, we uh, forgive each other. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of healing in that. And then there's a releasing of healing of other places also. Sure, and, sure. Uh, it does not block away, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And so if you have hard feelings or you're angry or bitter and maybe even the person really uh, did some bad things, you know, to you. But the thing is, the Lord tells us to ask, to forgive, you know, to mm -hmm. forgive those because mm -hmm. it just turns inside of us and, and, and makes us bitter and angry. And uh, mm -hmm. just give it up to the Lord and, and let him have it. He will take good care of it. And then just get that freedom back, amen, because I've been there too. I've, mm -hmm. I've had things on me where I thought, you know, certain people in places and in pastorship and such that have, you know, they hurt people, you know, some of them, sometimes you get hurt, but you gotta forgive them, you gotta go on. That's Jesus' way. And in that dark of night, yes, in that dark of night, there came the light. shine for all to see a light that shines so bright piercing heaven and life a light that didn't make the blind to see 
international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. I'd like to finish the program on a positive note, maybe I'd like to share again just briefly that incredible experience you had when you actually died and Jesus took you to heaven to receive your healing. Yeah, you have that recorded. People can go to that place and and listen to that particular mm, yes. about what God, God did with me a year after I was born again. I was right. 20. I got born again at 26, so I was 27. I was working. I bought this truck, and it had a bad engine, but it was a brand new engine, but it wouldn't turn over. So I was tearing it apart, and in Washington at that time, it poured down rain, and I had no place to take it out of the rain. I had to work in the rain on this big truck. It was a dump truck, big dump truck. And so I'm out there, got the head off, I got the the oil pad off, and I'm trying to beat these pistons out. They were stuck, frozen. And I was using penetrating oil. In the meantime, I'm getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And I'm laying in the water underneath when I have to, I have to look there and there's a big puddle under there and I couldn't move the truck, it was too heavy. How many days? It, it was uh, weeks. Anyway, so I got pneumonia. You know what that is. And uh, then pneumonia got into this, my mind. And then my back was just spiked and on fire. And one night, I'll never forget, I laid down. I was laying on the couch and I was hallucinating, kind of almost hallucinating. I was so out of my head. And so anyway, I was uh, kind of delirious. And I was, all I was saying was, help. Jesus help, Jesus help. That's what I, I don't know how many times I said that because I was so out of it. It felt so strange. I thought, oh no. You better tell him about Bob. Bob prayed for you, man. Oh yeah, Bob, uh, Bruce, he's a man. He says, you praise and that's it. It's over, you're healed. And he saw, I'm young, I'm a year old in Jesus. And so he prays for me and and, uh, anyway, he says, I'm healed. The next day I said, I feel worse. He says, quiet. <laughs> Don't speak that out of your mouth. <laughs> I said, but Bob, I do. I feel worse. You're quiet. Don't say that. You are better. You are much better now. You have been healed in Jesus' name. And I'm just a young Christian. I'm going, I don't understand this. I don't feel like I'm healed. <laughs> I feel worse. So anyway, he, he was trying to tell me, don't confess those things. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, I didn't quite get it, but that's when that night come and I was out of it and delirious and after praying Jesus help Jesus help that's all I said in my prayer it was about 30 minutes went by and my peace oh I felt the peace of God just come on me I go into the room turn on the light and look towards my bed and there's Jesus standing there like these people talk about Jesus being there with them you know that's the way it was he was standing there like you were sitting there clear as can be and I knew who he was immediately I knew it was Jesus there was no doubt there was no thought about that the thought was what is Jesus doing here (laughs) oh my why is he here it's not that it's just Jesus or not or whatever it's why is he here and then his hand that went out towards me and mine went out before we touched we went through the roof of the house we went I'll make it short we went to heaven it was beautiful it was so beautiful but you know what was even more exciting the feeling the feeling of heaven oh it is so awesome because we are this this world is nothing compared to heaven nothing what we have uh, uh, in the future mm-hmm. we have such great things he said I'm leaving now to build you a big mansion that's what he said. And so he's up there, he's built these mansions, and I got to see part of this. And I'm oh. telling you, they are, it's, it is nothing that you can even th- come close to. Our mind goes so far, oh. and it hits this ceiling. It can't go any farther. It can imagine a lot. But God goes much farther than that. Way bigger, way wider, way more. We think we've seen all the stars up there. We haven't even touched the stars of seeing them. Wow. Even with our great telescopes and all that, we can't see what God, all what God has made. I, when I went through those stars and all the, all the solar systems and all these crazy looking things, I, they even made noise when I went by. 
Wow. They had different notes and tones and all that when I went through. (laughs) You know, it said that the grass and the trees, they speak. You know, that's interesting that, you know, you will get to hear that when we are in heaven. It's so much more than we know. So much more than we know. Oh, we have so much coming and... And, and, and we, we, we may be suffering today, but that day is coming. I'll tell you, when I came out of this vision, I was laying down flat on my back in the bed. I never lay on my back. And I sat up in bed. I was completely healed. There was nothing wrong with me. And then I went to remember the vision, and it was silhouetted. It was just like a almost like a, a sheet was over it or something. I could see kind of, but not not all the detail I saw before. But I did not lose any of the feelings of it, mm-hmm. the, which tells me that the feelings are even more greater mm. than the seeing. When we feel, you know, because I was standing there in heaven and I was saying, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I want to stay here. I want to stay here. Just standing in the presence of God is, I could do that forever. I, I don't want to move. I don't want to go anywhere. I have complete, full, you know, that cup is sh- filled up, overfilled, shaken, pressed down. That's what that was. Finally, a taste of that, you know, where you, it's just more than enough. And, and, and I, I thank my God. I think, why did I go through that? Most, a lot of people have not seen Jesus, and they still believe. So I'm thinking I'm weak. I had to see Jesus. You see what I'm saying? That made me strong. And I can remember this and remember it and never forget. I shouldn't forget because it was such a wonderful thing. We're going to have to end here because we're completely out of time. Thanks so much, Larry and Sally, for being with us and for those wonderful, inspiring testimonies. We're going to go out with a piece of music, a slightly different style here from Larry, but this music was inspired by his trip zooming through space and the stars and the galaxies as he headed towards the heavenly city. God bless you all. Bye-bye. I'll be back soon with another edition of Nightlight. Bye-bye.